Hi, it's baby here and welcome to our Bible study for this week. This week we're going to be talking about four ways to know that you are being led by the Spirit of God. I'll say that again, four ways to know that you are being led by the Spirit of God. And before we go into the study, I would like us to say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for another opportunity to study your word, another opportunity to share your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and have absolute control. Come and speak through me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone listening. If there are places, oh Lord, where we need clarity, I pray, oh Lord, that this message would answer such answer questions and bring clarity and direction in our lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to walk in submission to your spirit in all aspects of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining me. I'm excited to have you here. So today we'll be talking about four ways to know that we're being led by the Spirit of God. Now, as Christians, it is very important that when we make decisions, that the decisions we make are in line with the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. One of the first ways that we know to do that is by checking with the Word of God. You know, you go to the Word of God and you check, you know, is this consistent with Scripture? Does this violate Scripture? Now, if it doesn't violate Scripture, then we know that, of course, this is God. But today, I wanted us to talk about... um, What happens if the decision that you are about to make does not violate scripture? And the Bible doesn't necessarily say anything about that. For example, if you wanted to relocate to Canada, um, you know, there's no scripture. The word Canada is not even in the Bible. There's no scripture that says, you know, by this time, 2019, oh baby, you should move to Canada. There's no scripture that says that. That is something that would be left to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So what happens when you are making a decision and it does not violate scripture? How do you know that you're being led by the spirit of God? How do you know that this is not just your thought? This is not just you. Now, I've been in that position a couple times and I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that the Holy Spirit taught me, some ways that I could help identify that this is him leading me and this is not just my thought. So let's get right into it. Number one, fate. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that without fate, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so one of the ways to know that you are being led by the Holy Spirit is that the path which he leads you down would require faith. The Holy Spirit will never take you down a path that does not please God. And for the pathway to please God, we know that it would require faith. The Holy Spirit will never take you down a path that does not require faith. If we look at the the life of Abraham, Abraham had two sons. He had Ishmael and he had Isaac. God came to Abraham. God gave him a word and said, Abraham, you're going to have a son. Abraham came to his wife and she had this great idea. You know what? Since I'm not able to have a child, why not take, you know, Hagar, my maid, you know, go into her and, you know, and then she can have a son for us. And so that's what Abraham did and Ishmael was born. It did not require faith in any way. They didn't have to believe God for that. That was just a natural process. And so God comes back to Abraham and says, you're going to have a son. He continues that conversation 
as if Abraham didn't have a child. And Abraham was like, oh, but, you know, Ishmael is here. And he said, no, that's fine. I will bless Ishmael. That's not a question. But you would have a son and his name would be Isaac. And the son will come through Sarah. And so that shows us how God works. That shows us a pattern of how God works. For Sarah to have a child, it had to be by faith because she was past the age of bearing children. And so we see here that the path that pleases God is a path that requires faith. He said, Isaac will be the one to carry my covenant because Isaac is the one that is the product of a path that required faith. So when our results come from a path that, 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 you know, a pathway of faith, that's what pleases God. It's not just that we get results. How we get it matters. And so when the Holy Spirit is leading us, there's one thing we can be sure of is that it will be down a path that will require us to depend on God, to trust God. It will, re- it will be a path that requires us to walk by faith. Number two. One other way to identify that the path which you are going down is one that uh, it's the, you, it's the Spirit of God leading you down that path is transformation. So number two, transformation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 2, sorry, Romans 12 verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One of the primary roles or the primary assignment of the Holy Spirit to believers is to transform us to help us conform to the image of God. And so when the Holy Spirit begins to take you down the path, one thing is for sure is it will bring transformation to your life. You cannot walk with the Holy Spirit and remain the same. Impossible. You cannot be led by the Spirit of God and obey Him and not be transformed as you follow. Impossible. Not possible at all. When the Holy Spirit comes, He will begin to challenge unbelief in our lives. He will begin to challenge wrong thinking patterns, patterns of thinking that does not conform to the word of God. He will begin to challenge limiting belief systems, you know, traditions that we have held onto that has made the word of God ineffective in our lives. We cannot remain the same when we follow him. We do not remain the same when he leads us down the way. There would be transformation. There would be transformation. The way we respond to situations today will not be the way we respond tomorrow when, we, when he's the one leading us. Because by tomorrow he has built us up. He has transformed us. And so we can see the changes in the way we respond to things. We can see the changes in the way we think. I'm going to read two verses of scripture for you. And um, just to talk more about the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Um, So I'll give you the background story here is Jesus is on the boat with his disciples in Mark chapter 4. And they're going to cross over to the other side. And so they got on the boat and they're going and then a storm hits. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4 verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we are, we're going to drown? That's NLT version. So this is them in the face of that. All of them, all the disciples were panicking and Jesus was sleeping. Now let's look at Acts chapter five, verse six. 
Acts chapter 5 verse 6. Now, in the book of Acts, um, Herod, has cap- Herod had captured one of the disciples, James, and he killed him. And then now he had took Peter and Peter was locked up in prison, you know, about to be killed. And the church was praying for him. Acts chapter five, verse six says, and when Herod was about to bring him, um, bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers. And I was thinking about this in the book of Acts, Peter was in the face of death and he was screaming and shouting for Jesus to come help him. And now in the, sorry, in the book of Mark, Peter was screaming and shouting, asking um, Jesus to wake up and help them. And now Peter, again, in the face of death, in the book of Acts, he is sleeping like Jesus did on the boat. What has changed in Peter? Peter is no longer the same Peter that was on the boat with Jesus. Something has happened between Mark chapter 4 and Acts chapter 4. Something has happened in Peter that has caused him to be transformed. And one thing that I can see that has happened is the presence of the Holy Spirit. So in the book of Mark, only Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit because he hadn't died then. And so the Spirit of God has not been released. And so in Mark, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, but his disciples didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. Now, in the book of Acts, we see here that Jesus has died. He has ascended. He's in heaven. The Holy Spirit had been poured. Peter is now filled with the Spirit of God. And guess what? Peter could now sleep in the face of death because he had someone on the inside of him because the Holy Spirit was there. So the Holy Spirit transforms us. When he comes, we're not the same people that we used to be. The Holy Spirit transforms us. So you see that in our lives, there are some of us that have believed, you know, you could be one of the people that have believed that you can never be debt free. You can never live out of them. You have seen your grandparents live in debt. Your parents were in debt and you know, this is how the system works here. And then the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to challenge you and tell you that you are made to be a lender and not a borrower, that you don't have to live in debt, that you can live a life debt free. He begins to challenge that belief system that has limited you from receiving the abundance that God has for you. Maybe you are someone who has been told that you're not smart enough to get a university degree. And so you have believed that lie and you have lived with it and never even attempted to go get a degree, even though on the inside of yourself, you want to have one. Then the spirit of God comes and he begins to tell you that you have the mind of Christ, that you can get a degree if you choose to. He begins to tell you that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. He challenges that belief system that has kept you bound. That's what he does, transformation. And so when we allow the spirit of God to come, When we allow him to lead us, he would lead us down a path that will require us to engage in transformation. He will lead us down a path that will require that we begin to be conformed to the image of Christ, that we begin to be conformed to the thoughts of God, to begin to think like God does. That's one of the ways to know that he's leading you. So if you're going down a path that does not require you to conform to the image of God, If you're going down a path that does not challenge you to be transformed in your thinking, in your life, in any way at all, then it is worth questioning. Is it truly the Holy Spirit leading you? Because when he leads you, he'll lead you down a path that requires transformation. 
Thank you so much. So today we talked about two ways to know that it's the Holy Spirit leading you. One is faith, two, transformation. Those are the two things you would always see when the Holy Spirit is leading you. Thank you so much for joining me today. We will continue this conversation next week, so be sure to stay tuned in. God bless you and have a wonderful week.